Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 27 of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and today our special guest is Manifest Mommy. She currently lives in Toronto and studies at the University of Guelph in her fourth year in biomedical engineering program. In our conversation, we talked about all kinds of powerful, motivational things like daily positive affirmations you can try right at home, how to avoid burnout and overstressing yourself, and so, so much more. Tune in now to see what Manifest Mommy had to share with us on this episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and today we have a special guest, Manifest Mommy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? How's everything? Good, good. Um, so to get started, we do a couple little kind of get to know you questions. Um, so why don't we start with where are you currently located and where were you born and raised? Sounds good. Well, I would like to say Vancouver raised me, but Toronto made me. Oh, but these are like really key points in my life. I spent most of my life in Vancouver as to like how I said it raised me. But I just recently starting to like, I just, re- I found my path and I found myself in Toronto. And I figured out what I wanted to do as to why I said Toronto made me. So how, when did you, did you move from Vancouver to Toronto then? Yes, I moved about three years ago. Okay, so you've been in Toronto. Four years ago now, yeah. Perfect. Uh, That's actually where our uh, company is headquartered too, so. That's so cool. We also love Toronto. (laughs) Right, honestly, you gotta. Yeah. A lot of great things happening here. Yep. Uh, Did you you go to university? And if you did, what did you study? Yes, I'm currently in university. I go to the University of Guelph. I'm currently studying biomedical sciences and I graduate this year. In nice. April. Yes. How did Super you excited? Yeah, definitely. I'm assuming you're home right now because of the pandemic and everything, no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate, but um I mean like we gotta find our own positive outcomes and everything. Like the whole situation is obviously not as ideal. But I found a proper way to cope with like how everything's going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, everyone's. I think feel like that's like a big thing is everyone is trying to figure out their own coping mes- mechanisms right now, and it, and it right. is fortunate that there are a lot of online technologies, so you can still do some schooling instead of just missing out on like a whole year completely. Exactly, that would be crazy. I, I couldn't even imagine that. <laughs> yeah. At I all. Either. Um, so how did you kind of, I know right now um, you are an influencer and a model. Um, so how did you kind of, it's, it's kind of funny um, because you're also studying at U of Guelph. Uh, so right. how did you kind of get into, like, was that, is that kind of something that's been like, I'm trying to word this properly, but um, how did you kind of get into that from like one thing to the other? Exactly. Well, I wouldn't really necessarily separate them. I am, I'm always a student first, meaning like I always prioritize my assignments, exams, and, you know, all that good stuff. 
I also work at a clinic. Like, you know, I'm a really busy person. But I found that, like, if I set my mind to something, like, it's really possible. So um, I use my platform to bring awareness and help my community just learn the things that I came across. And it, it became natural. So basically... This is a little story. So my second year of university, I was just so bored. Like I was a biomedical student. Like, you know, I was still trying to figure out like, okay, like I don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, you know, like, and I was just sitting on my brown wooden desk. I remember this. I was just watching music videos. I was just basically visualizing like what it would be like if I was like, you know, out there, like, you know, just like basically out there socially. And honestly, the thing about, manifesting as to like why I'm really strong about it is like when you visualize things your mind subconsciously just take the action so it's not like I was trying really hard it was just like I was just visualizing like oh that would be so cool I was watching a lot of music videos and then I just started getting cast and like people started calling me it's like okay come through so that became another stream of income for me but it was also really fun because it's like the stuff that I like doing like I like putting on makeup to look good and like you know obviously none of these videos are derogatory none of them are explicit in nature but they're just things that I love to do and like it's fun and yeah um and being an influencer basically I don't really call myself a model I call myself myself more of an influencer because it's an umbrella that streams into multiple things so like sometimes I'm amused sometimes I do video campaigns photo shoots and these things are all for things that align with my goals obviously I don't just randomly go for things just because they're paid because all money is not good money right right but um yeah right <laughs> but yeah I just really love being an influencer inspiring others to be the best version of themselves like you know just dig deep within themselves and just find things beyond their own surface but just things you know what long story short I just love doing it it's just like something that came from my subconscious and now it's reality yeah I think that's the best reason to be doing that because there's a lot of people out there who you know just do things for the money and they don't really like think about exactly. this stuff that they promote and half exactly. the time it's like something that could be dangerous or just I'm, I, I keep thinking of like when like there's those celebrities that keep promoting those really unhealthy uh, like products that like can lead to self-esteem issues and stuff like that so there right. are good and bad reasons so those are good reasons to for sure <laughs> thank you and like honestly I remember I started off by just like not knowing what's great and like my community was nice enough to like reach out to me like multiple people were like okay like we don't like it when you promote these things because like you know xyz so that's where I figured out that like hey like you know there's people who actually listen to what I say and I need to be careful especially in terms of branding and image you really need to be careful because those things can come back and bite you when you want to mm -hmm. do other things. And it's just sometimes things can genuinely hurt people and, and that might not be the intention you have, but it could end up coming back to the fact that, okay, I promoted this and now this thing hurt people and there's that whole other like uh, psychological aspect of that too. Good to avoid 100%. that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, 
so that's kind of what kind of work you do right now is kind of just like music videos and um, promoting things that mean something to you and kind of encouraging other people to manifest their own dreams kind of thing. Yes, I wouldn't necessarily like put music videos at the forefront because it's just like a side hobby, I would right. say. I really enjoy, well, I'm a blogger as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. I blog like at different affirmations that people can use to basically bring into their realities. Just basically, you know, the subconscious thing is like, it's, it's a really big deal, but because it's so simple, people overlook it as being something so simple where like if you actually place emphasis on it, it can really change things. So like besides being a student and like, you know, having the job at the clinic, the time left that I use is for branding. And this could range from like blogging and YouTube videos. I don't know. Like I do a lot of things. I have a whole bunch of yeah, sounds like a whole it. bunch of cookie jars. I would say. <laughs> right. But I love it. I love yeah. it. It literally it motivates me every day. It puts a smile on my face. And I also love like I, another thing that I love doing is I love like, you know, like the people have put, like, my community has put so much into me. So I like putting back into the community, for instance. A couple ago, I did a clothing drive. And I like supporting smaller businesses within my community. Because especially with what's going on with the pandemic, mm-hmm. really crazy. It's very unfortunate. I know a lot of smaller businesses are just feeling for it because they're unable to, like, create means for themselves. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, just, it's a really touchy subject. But it's, like, a lot of people right now are, like, really just don't know what they're going to do, especially because it's, like, a shock. Like, nobody knew that their income was going to stop all of a sudden. Fortunately for me, I've created all these streams of income. So, like, what I like to do is I like to, like, see what my community can do. So, a couple of weeks ago, what I like, I'm really, really proud to say this. A couple of weeks ago, I did a clothing drive. And the thing with the clothing drive was, like, I was helping those people who needed clothes within, like, you know, shopping isn't everyone's priority right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, me and a couple of people on my team, we went to go pick up used. Some of them were new. It's like people were actually donating new clothes too. Pick up some clothes from different people in the greater Toronto area. But the catch was like, if you were donating, the incentive was we would give you a list of small businesses who were willing to give you a discount for like, you know, the holiday season. So we're both supporting both the people, like, you know, the people who are unable to provide for their kids. And, like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. nobody wants to be able to say that. So the fact that, like, clothes are, like, available to them, like, so their kids are happy, like, at least feel content. Because, like, I don't know, as a kid, I did not have a lot of clothes. I used to wear the same clothes. And, like, people would get at me for it. So, like, I've been there, done that. And, like, I just wanted to help those people who were, like, in that position or who did not have any clothes just, like, feel like someone loves them. Because, you know, obviously during this time of ambiguity, everybody needs to live a bit of love. Both the small businesses, kids, and, like, you know, parents who also want to provide but can't. But Yeah, that's, that's uh, like, all of that is really, one, that's a really awesome initiative that you're doing. Um, but, I mean, that's really important for a lot of reasons. One, because local businesses are really struggling right now. So you're helping them right. a lot. But also yeah. too, like it's, it's clothing is really important in that sense. And a lot of people kind of just look at it like, Oh, all you care about is clothes or clothes aren't that important, but they, the, the impact that your clothing has 
on your self-esteem, your feelings of self-worth, even your identity is way more relevant than people think. Yes, yes. Especially because in high school, like, you know, kids are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> they say whatever they like, like, you know, at least when you're an adult, people look at you, but they don't really say what they mean outside. Kids go like, didn't you wear that last week? <laughs> <laughs> like, even though we did have, you know, like, even though we did have uniforms, I went to private school, like, most of my life. Even though we did, like, you know, CV's days, non-uniform days, like, you know. When you're supposed to wear your outfits. Yeah. I dreaded those days because I'm like, no, I already wear this. But yeah. um, it's so crazy. I feel, yeah, I feel like I manifested this moment because literally my closet is like full of clothing. <laughs> I have like two bags full. I still need to donate. And like, I'm literally going through my closet right now. And it's just like clothing that people sent to me to wear. And like, it's just such a blessed thing that I'm able to say, just especially looking back at like where I came from. And yeah, I just wanted to be able to help other people who have that those feelings because it's not the best, especially if you look in the mirror and you don't really like what you see because you feel like other people, yeah. Yeah, and even like there are some days like even I'll find like I'm wearing one thing or I'm going somewhere and I'm getting dressed and I just like look at myself and I'm like, I'm not really feeling how I look right now. Like I kind of look. Exactly. And then I change my clothes and all of a sudden it's like, whoa. I feel really good now. And like, it's just those little differences. So like that, that makes a really big impact on someone's life. It does. It does. hundred percent. How did you kind of get into the, um, biomechanical stuff too? Like, were you kind of always a science person too? Oh, okay. So yes, I literally already know what I want to do after I finish university and I've been knowing six, I think first or second year. I've always been great at sciences. I've always been like a top-notch student. I guess it's not, no, you know what? Let me stop. I'm not naturally good at science. I've just always been persistent. So I would always like, you know, bug the teachers, you know, like be the first one in class, be the last one out of class, or like, you know, just ask for like extra hours because I am a slow learner. Learner. I don't want to manifest that. So I... I take a little bit more time learning things, but I get it, I guess. So um, after that, I just seen that like, I'm really good at science and science makes sense. So I went to that for university. And honestly, I just already knew what I wanted to do. I started to work at a clinic that was in, that was aligning with what I wanted to do after school. So everything just kind of clicked into place and I still like, I'm still feeling like I still want to do that after I finish. So yes, I just like science. Makes sense. I mean, and that's the thing too, is like a lot of people think that just because you're not good at something doesn't mean you should, should, let me rephrase that. Just because you're not good at something doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and you shouldn't like just avoid it completely. Like if, if it's something you're still interested in, you can easily practice and train yourself and change your perspective and get it done oh for sure and like I feel like that's why everything I do is just like I wouldn't say perfect but everything I do is just like I would say more potent because it's a lot it's the product of trial and error I would Mm -hmm. say trial and error trial and error like my homework my exams my content, like I deleted a lot of a whole bunch of my beginning content, but the content that you see now is like a product of trial and error. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely yeah. a big thing with the. I definitely would. Like, I agree with you 100%. Definitely. When you first kind of got into all of this, when you started um, going into, you know, putting yourself out there on the internet and stuff like that, um, what kind of struggles or challenges did you kind of face doing that? Because I'm sure there were some obstacles you had to overcome. Well, honestly, I'm going to say that, like, at first, I would say the biggest struggle was the lack of support. Like, you know, obviously, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. So the first, I thought I wanted to be a model at first. That's so crazy. Today, I go like, I'm not a model. I'm an influencer. I started off by wanting to be a model. I got rejected a couple of times. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to create my own brand. I'm going to build off of my own brand. And I think the second biggest challenge was the lack of support from like the people I like, I would like support a thousand times and beyond. Like I'd repost, I'd like, you know, even though like I'm not, they don't do it, but like if they were in my position, I'd repost, I'd share other, like I'd share their content to other people. And honestly, I just realized that I needed to change the circle that I was in to people who were more uplifting and would inspire me to do better, as opposed to people who would tell me to delete content that I thought was creative, as opposed to people who like would see my content but not like or comment. Because like, like and comments are really like, that's the biggest thing you can do to support somebody. Just to say that like, hey, like, you know, I like that you did this, you spent a couple hours doing this for me, like, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like those were like my biggest challenges because, um, and the third biggest, you know, what third biggest challenge out of this whole thing was my first guidance counselor in university. I'm so glad she was not my last. <laughs> so I up her like maybe two times and she was so discouraging. She was trying to tell me that, um, I was going to, I was fumbling my future. Like she was saying that like, if I wanted to do social media, if I wanted to be um, present on social media and still be in university, that my university grades would suffer. But here I am about to graduate. The second one was super duper supportive. She gave me all the resources she could. Like literally I'm in contact with her a couple times a month and she like literally puts me on track and then she supported the whole vision and honestly I would say maybe two and three those two challenges that I said kind of interwined in the fact that like you need supportive people around you in order to be able to carry out these things or even just stay by yourself but like the company that you keep around you does depicts or does determine what you end up doing as a person because if you're on a whole bunch of people who don't support you you're going to be like why am I even doing this like you know they're going to make you second guess yourself as opposed to people who uplift you inspire you like support you basically help you out with different resources that you can use in order to be more successful you feel empowered so Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to like put a little insert here for anybody who's trying to be a like you know a content creator an influencer or anything in that realm as people will not support you at first maybe you might get a little bit of support in the beginning but in the middle where like you know you're still in the process of branding and building it's going to be quiet but they're watching they're everyone's watching just to see you might not get support you might not feel like nobody's watching but everyone's watching and honestly you just have to be consistent you just have to believe in yourself I think that's something that goes both ways too. Like 
being aware that everyone is watching you because going back to, you know, posting things that are genuine and authentic and that help people that you have to know that everything you post, everyone's watching in a good way and in a bad way. So when people are watching, you need to be careful that you're saying things that are productive or healthy and stuff like that, as well as exactly how you present yourself. Exactly. And like, just a little insert here, like, for instance, you guys reached out to me and I'm so grateful, by the way, like, I'm pretty sure you came across some of my content and like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a really big example of like, people are watching that you don't even know because I didn't come across like, it was just crazy. I just was so excited when I got that email. So thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for responding to us and joining us today because (laughs) no worries. um, Yeah. So like, I mean, that is a lot of, like I said, there's always a lot of obstacles and stuff like that, especially if you're going to do something like creating content and things like that. So surrounding yourself. And I think that the concept of surrounding yourself with people who support you, I think can apply to almost everything. Everything. Literally. No, it's like literally if you want to be successful in life, you look around you and the closest people to you that you relate to on an everyday basis, whatever characteristics that they have, you are probably going to adopt. So if they're narcissists, if they're negative, if they're pessimistic, probably going to be pessimistic as well. It kind of interwines all those things. Like your network is not going to do anything in your network then you're probably not going to aspire to do that either. And yeah, I like go by a whole bunch of these things. Like, I don't know if you can see over here in the mirror, that's my vision board. And I have just Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of those sayings that I stare at every morning. Those like positive affirmations. Uh, And speaking of those um, like positive affirmations, because I did actually look at your blog and I, I did look at some of the blogs that you have about the positive affirmations and stuff like that. Um, Thank you. So a lot of students, not even just right now, because obviously stress is very high right now with COVID, but in general, a lot of students mm-hmm. suffer from burnout and depression and stress and stuff like that. So do you have any kind of maybe like little positive affirmations that students could practice themselves like at home or any other kind of um, advice in that sense for those stressed out students? Yeah. Yes, I thrive for this question. I have a blog, manifestmania.com, where I post a whole bunch of affirmations people may want to check out for different, you know, different situations in their life, such as, student-related, maybe competence-related, just basically anything you want to bring into your life. The goal is that I have, like, hundreds and hundreds of different blogs of different things for different moments in your life. Like, for instance, you want to get married, there's an affirmation for that. You want to go look at a job where, like, you know, go drop off some resumes, you know. I want it for, like, every single situation. But there is one for students. It's called um, 14 Powerful Affirmations Every Student Needs to Recite. And I could actually read a couple off for you. Sure. So the first, I I actually say these when I feel like, I say these affirmations from this blog when I feel 
a little bit stress, like more pressure on me. So these are like, they're really great. So okay. the number one was I'm proud and grateful to be a student. I wake up each morning feeling happy and enthusiastic about life and the material I'm privileged to learn every day. I possess a growth mindset. I believe in my mind and that it can be developed greatly. Every day, my thirst for learning is alive and well in me. Learning is life. I love learning and I'm good at it. So these things that are in that first affirmation is basically bringing your vibration up to being grateful that you're in that position. So like you're more, like, you know, sometimes we all forget that it's so great that we're in school and that we can learn all these things that we can use to accelerate ourselves. So the first one was just to bring our vibrations up to realize that, hey, like, you know, this is a good thing we got going here. And just because we didn't get the greatest mark last time, doesn't mean we can't get the greatest mark the second time. And I'm just going to read two more because sure. I was 14. Like the viewers can go back and read them out. By themselves yeah, we can like them later if they're too. interested. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Um, the second is education is my path to freedom. I will walk that path with confidence and perseverance. I am eager to embark on my process. I'm willing to do the things others won't do today to have the things others won't have tomorrow. So basically, this is just basically, you know, adding to our subconscious. I hate if we do this work today things are going to be easier for us later on as opposed to just not doing anything today and just having to work extra hard tomorrow. And I really like that because it basically taps into like, hey, we got to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> the now phase. And the third one is I am an optimist and I believe that all challenges have solutions. I strive to do my best, and I am aware that I can learn anything and everything that I put my mind to. If I can conceive it and believe it, I can achieve it. I am not someone who gives up easily. Now, this is one of my favorite ones because it's saying that there's a solution to everything. And I believe that's how I work. So I don't necessarily work harder. I work smarter as to why. I'm able to do all these things on my plate. Like, I'm not spending extra long hours at school because I find when I do, like, first year, my grades aren't as well as they are right now, fourth year. And first year, all I was doing was just school. I wasn't, I didn't have a job and I wasn't doing this influence and stuff. As opposed to fourth year, I have a job, fourth year, you know, advanced studies, getting ready to graduate and, like, you know, like, I'm doing all these things on the side. So I learned that like there's a solution to everything. So if you want to learn smarter, if you want to do anything smarter and faster, there's a solution to that. You just have to find that. So I really love that one. And the fact that we're basically enabling ourselves to say that we don't give up easily is also very important because sometimes when we say things like, oh, I'm not smart. Oh, like, you know, it's too hard. We're basically giving in to basically saying that we give up and that's it's not it doesn't give us the motivation to keep going so when you say i'm not someone who gives up easily your subconscious is saying hey okay so we can't give up now or ever yeah definitely it's super like all of it's super important because yeah like that whole even like the whole work smarter not harder concept is 
I think that's a really important concept to remember when it comes to avoiding that burnout and stuff too. Cause like you said, like you could spend so much of your time just like doing all of your schoolwork and dedicating all of your time to your schoolwork, but working harder in that sense might not actually help you as much as you think it is. And if anything, it can be hurtful because you're not giving yourself that self care. That's so important. Exactly. You hit it on the nail there. It's so important. And that's something that, you know, like when I really do think back to it, I was spending all my time first year on my first year courses. I did not have a social life. So I was spending all my time on the, like, you know, my studies. But at the same time, I wasn't getting the grades that I desired. So like, it, it, it is kind of detrimental to your grades as well because... You have like an attention span, right? When you exceed it, you're just basically wasting your time and you just feel bad about yourself at the same time. So it's very important to take breaks and do other things that you're passionate about. And that's another thing I wanted to say. It's it's so okay to be passionate about a whole bunch of things. I'm a viewer that you can like have so many passions and you can excel at all these passions. Like just because other people aren't does not mean that you should. I think that... That's important too, because there's a lot of people who you might be studying one thing, but you might have a lot of interest in other sides of the spectrum. And it's not necessarily like just because you're a creative artistic person doesn't mean that you can also not enjoy math related things or logical things or stuff like that. Like it's not just one or the other. It's whatever you want to do. Exactly. Life's what you make it. So exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any other kind of stuff that you do for self-care? Cause I know like positive affirmations are a big aspect of self-care, but is there anything else you kind of do to make sure you keep yourself in check mm-hmm. normally? Like I said, that vision board is very important. Cause mm-hmm. it makes like, it reminds me, you need a constant motivator. And like, honestly, motivating yourself once isn't enough. You've got to constantly do it in order to lift the discipline. So I would say motivating myself with like one thing. So like affirmations can fall into that category. I love self-care days. I love going to the spa and just basically forgetting about everything. I tend to do that a lot when I feel pressure. And when I say pressure, I mean like anytime I feel like things could get a little bit stressful, I literally slow down. I'm like, okay, stop. Like literally I say stop and I do things like self-care. So the spas aren't open right now. I would still be in the spa right now. <laughs> But um, I guess I'm just doing things like listening to music. Music therapy is so real. I love listening to music. I love creating content. I love basically calling up my old friends and just saying, hi. Like, you know, different things that just basically put a smile on my face. I like doing new things, like, almost all the time. So basically, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I love doing things for the first time and I love doing that as to why I love moving around I love moving cities I find it very easy to network and connect with people and talk to people and those are just the things I love like honestly I'm just listening Mm -hmm. to things I love and that's just what I do for self-care if I feel like a little bit of pressure is an equation I'm trying to mix it up a bit so I don't feel overwhelmed or drained I think that is a good point that you mentioned too is that learning to recognize when you start to feel that stress coming instead of getting to the point where you're 
you wait for it to come and then all of a sudden you're already overwhelmed with stress and you're leaving it kind of too long. And by the time you recognize that, you're just like piled with all this stuff. So learning to kind of see those little signs ahead of time and staying on top of it, being more proactive instead of reactive to that stress is key, I think. Exactly, exactly. It's so key, especially in my experience. I found that when I get to that verge of like, you know, like just like, okay, so this is the roller coaster, right? It's good to start beginning of the roller coaster instead of like going all the way up here because the fall, like, you know, you don't want to fall. So like trying your best not to get to that peak is like the best thing you can do for yourself because, you know, everyone's fall looks different and like you're not the best version of yourself when you do fall. So always taking that extra precaution, that extra, what do you call it? So a preventative yeah. of the fall can do wonders for you. I think that's a cool metaphor. And it's also really... Sorry, you can keep on going. I'm I was so just going to say, I think that's a cool metaphor because, um, like, falling from a, the distance because it's like, yeah, like, the higher you go, the longer you wait until the higher you go, then the harder it hurts right. with the fall. Right. It's so crazy. I just came up with it on the spot. But literally, that's exactly what it is. And honestly, it's okay. You can literally message your professors and be like, hey, like, you know, Mm -hmm. this thing right now is not my priority. My mental health is. So I'll catch you in a couple of days. And they're going to like, none of my professors have ever said, hey, like, you know, your mental health isn't important. They always are understanding. If the people around you aren't understanding, then that's a perfect way. Like, that's a perfect flag. That's a perfect little, what do you call it? Perfect little signal to leave them. Or like, you yeah, know, like a red flag. Because it's really important to, exactly. It's really important to be able to tell the people around you, hey, like, you know, this isn't serving me right now and I'll come back to it when I feel like I'm up to it. Yeah. It's very important to have people who understand that because that's where toxicity arises, right? People who go like, oh, no, you have to do this right then and there. Uh, I was just going to say, um, <laughs> if the people around you don't seem to care about your mental health or if you say something like, oh, I'm stressed and they don't really care, then obviously they're not supportive and they're not good friends in the first place. I do keep in contact with a lot of people, but when I notice that they're doing things that, like, you know, are characteristics of things that, like, that aren't going to serve my purpose, I write them down in their contacts, right? And, like, when I see that there's a trend, like, you know, like, like I could, like, you know, separate myself because one thing that I notice is, like, I tend to forget when people do these little flags. So, like, when you like make this little um what do you call it when you keep a log of like you know things that people do like not in a like not in a bad way but like in a way that like it's going to let you know like whether or not that you should continue keeping contact with this person i feel like that's important for me because i get to like see like okay this is why they're not like it's there's evidence there there's receipts as to like why the person should be kept at arm's length as opposed to being relevant in my life I think that is uh, a really good way to filter out toxic and negative people from your life because it's one thing to see, you know, say you have a friend and they say, maybe, maybe they say or do or they post something on Instagram or something that's like a little bit questionable. Like, why would that person say that? And then, right. you, but then if you kind of just like forget about it, then the next time they do something, you're going to just be like, oh, well, 
maybe it's a one-time thing, but if you start to actually like recognize that that person's doing that over and over again, that's obviously them showing their character. And it's probably a character that you really don't want to be involved with. And like just being able to keep the notes, like you see a trend. And like, you know, once you see a trend, you catch it before like anything drastic happens or anything that's going to be of any impact to your life. So like, I really like that method. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I think that's a good technique. And it's, I mean, it's the same concept as if you're, you know, if you have to, I don't know, if you have to start watching what you eat and then you kind of write down everything you eat or if you maybe you're having some kind of like symptom, so you want to keep track of what you you were eating to like check that. So then you can actually visualize it and see it in front of you and compare exactly. it to one to the other. I think it's the same, not the same thing, but the same exactly, idea. Exactly, exactly. But it's, it's honestly, the people you contact with, it is an intake. So like, you know, if it's bad for you, Mm-hmm. You can see it there. There are seats in there. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, so I know you kind of mentioned a little before too about kind of like uh, presenting yourself and building a community with w- where you are at school as well as with your audience and things like that. Um, and I know like a lot of those kind of networking type of skills can really apply to students in general, um, just while they're adjusting to school or making friends and stuff like that. Um, so you kind of have any tips or advice on how you kind of do that for yourself that maybe students could learn from to help themselves kind of make friends or anything like that? The number one thing I'm going to say is the number one piece of advice that I learned, I'm going to give you a little bit of like a little life lesson that like kind of this confirm that is that I realized nobody cares. And when I say nobody cares, I mean like nobody cares about the zit on your nose. Like honestly, like, you know, the, the little things that we obsess about ourselves, nobody notices that the first time around, right? Those things that make us like, go like, Oh no, like, you know, I'm shy. No, uh, no, like people don't care about the things that you think that they care about. They care about your character. And like, how are you going to exhibit your character if you're shy? So basically the advice I really want to reiterate is like nobody cares. And like the thing is everyone's shy. So why don't you just step out of your comfort zone and just be confident? Because the second you're confident, people notice that. People realize like, okay, maybe there's something that I need to like watch out for. Maybe there's something like, you know, I need to focus on on this person. It's like, why do they exhibit this level of confidence? So when I say nobody cares, I mean nobody cares about outfits you wear like for instance the outfit the clothing that like i was saying like it really depends about how how loud the outfit always works like some people go like oh no i don't really know how to dress xyz nobody really cares like as long as you exhibit good character as long as you exhibit confidence as long as like you know you're an, you're you're pleasant to be around people will be magnetized to your personality people will literally be drawn to you but it's really what comes out of your mouth and what comes out of your brain, obviously. You need to be able to understand that your character is ways thousand times more than the pimple on your face. Like thousand your your hair, for instance, like I know there's some girls who go like, Oh yeah, like I'm not happy with like how frizzy my hair is, I'm not happy with how about scanty blah 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 like just i'm just throwing different things that people may be insecure about like oh i'm not pretty as her but the whole time the her that they're talking about 
romanticizing about the features the other girl has. Like, nobody really cares at the end of the day. And just basically walking in your confidence can do wonders for you. Yeah, and, like, I oh, yeah, and those are. For sure. For sure. And I said I was going to give a little um, story time. Yeah. So a lot of times, like, this, like, nobody cares. Like, it keeps reoccurring. And, like, the last time it reoccurred, I literally lol so hard. So I was upstairs at the guidance counselor's floor in the University of Guelph, and my music was playing a little bit loud on my earphones. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm, I'm causing so much attention to myself. Oh, my gosh, like oh my gosh, I'm probably, like, people were looking at me as, like, oh, I'm unmannered, or I'm ill-mannered, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, oh my gosh, like, I didn't notice, I think, I don't, I don't remember why I didn't notice that my earphones were playing so loud, actually, I don't know how to say this in the least offensive way, but they were ill-hearing, like, they, they're, they're deaf, so, like, the fact that I was stressing out about people who were deaf in the first place, was an lol moment because i'm like i'm flustered i'm basically on the verge of like my face is feeling hot because i'm thinking that like people here thinking ill of me but the whole time the person was deaf like you know like that was just basically my little aha moment that like nobody really cares kind of like uh one of those like why was i so worried about this thing kind of one of those moments exactly exactly yeah, and I mean, that can happen. And I think that's the thing is that, like, people don't really pick up on those really small things. Like, you get a zit or you get a weird haircut or something like that. It's about – but people are more inclined to notice the way you present yourself as a whole. And, like, when you show your confidence and stuff like that, I think it's a lot more – or even when you're saying – when the things you're saying are more constructive or – positive like people pick up on that a lot more than they do one little tiny thing exactly exactly and I wish almost everybody knew that because honestly when I when I learned that I feel like I was invincible I'm like wow like nobody really cares like I could literally fumble right now and if I acted like I was supposed to do that people like oh my gosh like I love that (laughs) not knowing that I fumbled because like nobody really like I don't know it's just crazy that like I wish everybody knew that that nobody really cared Obviously, people care about you as a person. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, people don't really care about your little flaws that you obsess about. Yeah, and people don't really care. Like, oh. so And I think, too, a lot of times people notice things about ourselves that no one's even going to notice at all. Like, if you notice you have a zit, just using that example, um, if you notice that you have a zit, somebody might not even see it, let alone care about it. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I never see it. People go like, oh, I hate my skin. I'm like, where? <laughs> right? Literally. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I, I got a haircut and I hate it. And I'm like, I didn't even notice you got your haircut. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a good way to think, especially when, like, you're in, even in high school or in university when you're trying, like, People can, you can feel like people are so judgmental and in high school in particular, they are judgmental, but I think moving past that is a lot, is an easier way to kind of build your own self-confidence and, you know, talk to people and make those friends. A hundred percent, especially because my last couple of years of high school were pretty toxic. Um, 
I had like a culture shock when I moved to Ontario. I moved from Vancouver, like I said before. And the people in Vancouver were so, how do I say, they were less, con- like, they weren't as confronting. So, like, say I was doing something wrong in Vancouver, they praised me. Like, you know, they still, I could still get compliments at least. And, like, the last day of high school, like, if I did something wrong, like, it would go through a megaphone. Like, literally everybody would be talking about it. And that's another reason why I moved out to Guelph. Just, like, you know, a change of scenery, change of, like, because, like, that whole surrounding was just toxic. And I feel like just moving out to Guelph was an amazing was it was an amazing thing for my own career because I realized that like people aren't the same like not everyone in the world is the same. Yeah, I mean, I went through kind of the same things. Like my a lot of my mm-hmm. high school experience was pretty toxic too, and like people will just take one thing and kind right. of run with it and not think about how it impacts your life and just getting away from those people makes a world of difference. It does. Even if it means you lose some friendships, they weren't worth, they're like those friendships weren't worth it. If it was meant to be, you'll always come back. Yeah. And if you feel like your friends are toxic, they probably are. And you probably should find better friends. (laughs) Right. If you feel like it is, then (laughs) it's probably a sign. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's a flag you need. Yeah. And you need to be able to identify that. Um, I was kind of going to ask right. what, what kind of uh, like qualities or life skills you kind of need to, to step into kind of like an influencer role. But I feel like we did kind of cover that, like confidence and not letting people get to you and all that kind of stuff. Um, like, I feel like we did pretty much cover that. So, for sure. But I wanted to input the four C's for me. Sure. So the four C's include confidence, consistency, courage, and creativity. It's like the major things you need in order to be an influencer. I kind of made that up, but it's so important. Like all those things are very, they're like, they make, they make or break you, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, I'm impressed that you just made that up off the top of your head because that's pretty clever. <laughs> right. But, yeah, <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, from from everything I've heard from every influencer I've talked to, it's kind of a similar thing. Like, all of those things are important, and it takes the right kind of mindset to be able to get past those toxic people or the haters or whoever. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Tell me about it. Sometimes, what, what I like the thing is the haters like until up until like a couple months ago I started just feeling grateful for the haters I remember one time like I was listening to basically right and she was basically critiquing a whole bunch of people and obviously I love being critiqued like I love I love 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 people showing me what I need to work on like you know that's such a blessing so um, there was a whole bunch of people or like a whole bunch of like other micro influencers that weren't like on the same level, but they were still building their platforms, right? She was just basically 
sending positivity their way. She's like giving constructive criticism. But when it came to me, she was like very cold and she didn't say one good thing about my platform. And she was basically telling me to get rid of my hair color and that like I need to wear less makeup. And I'm like, but I'm not even wearing foundation, sis. Whereas like, honestly, it was just like, she was just bashing my whole image. And honestly, I just smiled. I'm like, that is such a blessing. Cause like, it, like I don't need to make other people feel insecure, of course. But the fact that people are hating for like their own personal reasons should be an indicator to you that you're doing something right. So for all those other influencers, like, you know, those people who aspire to create content is you are not popping unless you got haters. Yeah, I think that's so true. And like that, there's a lot of things like it depends on sometimes people will just hate on you because whether they're jealous or they just want have their own stuff going on and want to project it onto someone else. But if someone's like hating on you for something there, there could potentially be an opportunity to take a look and be like, okay, well, how can I improve myself or what can I do to improve this, that this person has pointed out, or is this something I can work on? Or is this just this person just being rude? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a fair. Insecure. Because I feel like if I was happy and I like I wanted to find something out to someone else, I would find the best way to do it where you like both of us are uncomfortable. Because obviously I'm here. We're gonna come down here so I can tell you something where we can both be up here. So right. like that's basically my thinking when I do see those trolls. We were talking before uh, a, a little while ago um, about when you were. We were talking first about working smarter, not harder. And then we were talking about how you were taking um, your degree and also doing all these things on the side, like kind of like a side hustle with your uh, platforms and stuff like that. And that's a lot of commitments and responsibilities and things you have to manage on a regular basis. So what do you kind of do in terms of time management or keeping yourself on track? Like what, what kind of uh, things do you use to, to stay on top of that? Well, honestly, I did a lot of trial and error to realize like, what schedule works the best for me. Because on an everyday basis, I like to like feel good, right? So things that make me feel good, top of the list, are accomplishing things, working out, and eating great. So it's hard to, like, especially because if you're a student, cooking is so hard if you want to, like, you know, make sure that you're on top of everything. So I try to figure out at first, like it took me a couple of years to figure out what schedule worked the best for me. So that's the first thing. And then after the trial and error, I started to adopt, like I have like four different agendas. Don't even look into all of them. But, like I've just always been keen on scheduling and agending, especially being intentional and specific with the time that I'm supposed to be doing things. For instance, Second year, I started waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning because I realized I needed more hours of the day in order to basically implement everything that I needed. So from like waking up at 5, I worked out. And then I realized that I can't work out the end of the day because it's not going to work. So I had to do it the first thing in the morning. So from doing that, I realized like, okay, the schedule that works best for me is this. So I started writing in agendas. I started um, basically... Apple calendar. So I schedule both all my due dates. 
I say due dates, I mean booking dates, due dates, exam dates. I put everything in the beginning of the semester in both agenda on all my devices. So that's when I started being obsessive about agendas. And I can really see that there's been a difference. It's definitely made my life a lot more easier. And honestly, I'm just so excited. I got myself this. I can't even see it right now. Okay. I guess my iPad's laying on for support. But I bought this three-month agenda because I feel like the next three months are really the most potent of my life. Shooting cities. I graduate. And like I want to like implement all these projects so like i just basically got myself a three-month agenda like just basically it's three months because it's very big like basically each page is specific so i wanted to try point to go for me in terms of just being super deeper specific with my goals my financial goals like you know obviously that's something that you also have to plan out school goals personal life goals relationship goals Basically, I'm writing all my goals in the schedule and the agenda just to see how that goes. But I would definitely say agenda, scheduling, just being on point, basically realizing what works for you. Not works for other people, what works for you is important. Because the second you start saying, yeah, I can do this, and like not checking your schedule, you're setting yourself up for failure. One thing that I also am keen about is being selfish in my 20s. And I basically recommend that for everybody because in your 20s that's those are years of growth like you want to be able to grow at your fullest capacity with minimal influence and when I say influence I'm obviously mean negative influence you want to surround yourself by people who inspire you You want to be a sponge you literally want to intake everything that you can from this world because 30 40 like obviously you can still do these things when you're 30 but you might have more responsibilities so you might not be able to do it at your fullest capacity as to why it's so important to just be selfish with your time, being selfish, selfish with your energy for years, because it will literally, I wouldn't say make or break you, but it can definitely make you. I think that is uh, super relevant because, I mean, I went, through, I kind of think about that sometimes too, because like I'm, I'm almost 30 and there's a lot of things that like, I wish I did that were more for me when I was in my earlier 20s. Like I think about it sometimes and it's like, yeah, I wish I did more of that stuff for me instead of all this stuff for other people. And I mean, it's never too late to to do stuff for yourself, but there is a difference between when you do it when you are in your early 20s, when you're in school or whether you just graduated and you don't quite have a lot of those like uh, bigger commitments and responsibilities that can get in the way. I agree 100%, but the fact that you notice right now, like, you haven't even hit your 30s, congratulations. Like, you know, like, a lot of people don't realize that until later on in their lives, and it's really sad. So the fact that you're realizing that now is a great thing. Mm -hmm. And it means there's still, like, there's still time, there's still a lot of things, and if anything, it just kind of makes me more aware, like, hey, you should do more things for yourself. Let's get on that. Exactly. 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 It's more motivating. That motivation is important, I think, for a lot of students, too. I think we kind of already just talked about this a little bit, but I was going to ask kind of what your short and long term goals are. And I'm assuming short term is like graduating, that kind of stuff. My long term goals are I want to be a household name in the spiritual realm as Manifest Mammy. I'm slowly branding towards that. I'm starting to bring out more content towards that i really 
really love that niche and the people in that niche are amazing like i like ugh, i can talk to them forever so um that i want to be a dermatologist that's what i'm going to med school for like you know i want to specialize in that i'm currently working at a dermatologist clinic as a medical clerk so like i just feel like things in my life just snap into place seamlessly um, and three, I just want to be an influential, I just want to be an influential figure around the world. Not necessarily my face, but like the things I said or did, like, you know, I want like people to know that these things really work and like it's worked for me. And I really wish that more people knew about them because I like, I came from a place where I was really pessimistic, where like there's a smile on my face almost every day. And like, there's multiple things that people need to do in order order to like get to that because like just being happy all the time is amazing like like it's amazing like I can't believe that this is a thing but it's great and I just wish more people could be at this state because like it just enables people to be able to do more things as opposed to feeling bad for themselves I think that some people don't realize how actual how much of a skill it not even a skill but how much of a uh factor it is to just be happy all the time because it, it's it is definitely an important thing but it's it's kind of hard for a lot of people too at the same time so it is something to exactly. be like that sets you apart too exactly but one thing i would like to like input is that a lot of people do say it's hard for them i do understand that because a lot of times they're still stuck in a situation that's making them unhappy for instance like a lot of people who are unable to move out of their households just yet like, I do feel for you because, like, you know, a lot of us have been in that situation. But, like, it's, like, basically trying to separate yourself from the situation. So trying to get out the situation is, like, the first thing you do before you say, I can't. Then your mindset is going to dictate. Like, you know, a lot of times I look at poopy situations and, like, I basically try to find the best twist to it. Like, it's, it's, it's all a mindset thing because... Yeah. It's basically how you perceive it and basically how you decide to react to it that's going to basically just decipher your mood. I think it's, too, there, uh, there's a lot of um, the concept of focusing on the things you can control and the things you can't. So, like, let's use that example of there's someone maybe who desperately wants to, like, they're living at home and don't want to, and they want to move out, but they don't, they can't because either they're still in school or financial isn't there yet, or there's not anywhere available, whatever the situation is. Then it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I can't control a lot of these factors right now, but what I can control is my own space here where I already am. So then you could kind of take some of those things in consideration and maybe like, okay, maybe I'm going to redecorate my room or maybe I'm going to do something that makes me feel good right now. And then at least there's some sort of, not control, but there's some sort of factor there that's like, let's kind of like the concept of making the most of a bad, not that that's a bad situation, but kind of just making the most of your situation. Exactly. And one thing that I did though, is like, I remember I was living at home. I first thought that there was no way I could like ever fight, like, you know, find my own means to like pay rent. XYZ that I found about human nature is that regardless of whatever situation you are in humans adapt so like you may think that oh okay I might not be able to pay for rent but you're going to find a means 
whether you like it or not, because you don't want to be out on the streets. So you're going to find that extra motivating factor. And I thought like literally the place I'm in right now, a whole bunch of people told me that, oh, it's high priority students. Like, you know, um, the, the teams usually are um, prioritized for these condos because it's a student condo. And they go like, oh, um, yeah, like you're on the wait list. It takes years to get on. But because I was so optimistic, I was able to find a place like in a couple of weeks. And I found two in the same condo. Like one person I had to turn down on. I had to turn down a condo. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's just basically you have to like just assume that like you're going to get it and not just think that you're not, I guess. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to keep your thoughts on the positive things and kind of use that exactly. to push yourself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and that's pretty, like, that's a pretty good accomplishment, especially, too. Like, there's a lot of things that if you don't have the right mindset to look at them, there's a lot of things that you could look at, especially, like, even the state of the world right now, wherever people live, and things that are like, oh, well, this is crappy or this is – this sucks. I give up, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, how can you kind of change your own mindset? So you can at least start to think more positively about things. And I mean, some things really do just suck, but there are positives in all the negatives. Oh, for sure. And honestly, I would say affirmations helped me. And you know what? It's not like I, I it's not like I just jumped into affirmations. I first started listening to motivational speaking. And then I'm like, okay, I really like this, but like, let's kick, let's kick it up a notch. Then I found these affirmations, which are so much more potent than motivational speaking, because motivational speaking is okay. What if it's speaking of the theory, whereas affirmations are, I am like, this is me now, and like, it's just, you know, I yeah, love it. yeah, definitely, it makes sense. It's, I think that's different too, and with positive affirmations, because that's more of like within yourself. So you're like. So there's a difference between listening to somebody say like, you can do this, you are smart, blah, blah, blah. But there's a difference when you're like, I am smart because you've accepted that within yourself. And it's not just someone telling you. Exactly. Yeah, important. Um, So what's kind of been one of your favorite memories so far in school? One of my favorite memories in school so far, if you believe it or not, is just basically just being by myself and being able to find myself and just reflecting on all the things that I can do. Because the alone time that I was blessed during this year, not this year, but like my time in school was so crucial because I was so honest with myself and basically where I was and where I wanted to be. I basically was able to like create a map and like it's, it's like it's an uninfluenced map. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's a it's a map that that wasn't influenced by the people around me. It was a map that wasn't influenced by like, like my friends or family. It's a map that I believe is the best for myself. And honestly, the reason why I was able to do this is because the University of Guelph is the most beautifulest place I've been. Like when I say the most beautifulest, I mean like the people here. Like, they literally warm my heart. I feel so blessed to even come to this school. And funny enough, I was so mad I was coming to Guelph. I remember when I wanted to go to another school. I got the acceptance to the other school, but like I just decided to come here. 
And honestly, this was like the best decision ever. The people here wake up in the morning, people say good morning to you. Like, you know, people offer to buy you things like coffee, even though like you don't know them. Like just the little things that aren't really prevalent in Toronto, it's just like Toronto culture. In Guelph, it's just like, in all my years here, I have not been in an unpleasant situation. Literally, the, people, the way people talk to you is just pleasant. I've been so lucky, like so many people, like I've gotten so many free things. I remember one time I just didn't have the means to pay for my phone. I don't know why I went to a phone repair shop, but literally the guy said he would do it for free. And it's just like, another thing about manifesting is like, I didn't know my phone was going to get fixed for free. I thought I was going to have to bargain a bit, but he said for free. And like, you know, just like the things that I've experienced here in Guelph, have been along those lines a lot of people like are very generous and they taught me the beautiful thing the beautiful magic and just being benevolent and just giving to people because like literally it makes people's day like literally the culture here changed me like it changed how i relate to people it changed basically my outlook in life and that like there are different types of people and the type of people that i do want to surround myself with yeah that's definitely like i think that I actually went to the U of Guelph campus one time and I kind of got that same vibe where it was like a big campus with a very small town feel. Right. So like right. everyone's like super friendly, but it's like a big, exactly. it's a big school, but everyone kind of is like, Hey, how are you doing? That kind of exactly, thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like sometimes in Toronto, I'd be like, hi in the morning. Like, you know, <laughs> like people look at me like, do I know? know you I'm like no I just want to say like oh bye <laughs> uh, right and I'm like, <laughs> like okay <laughs> the situation awkward yeah I get it I get right it. um one of the questions that we like to ask everyone on our show um it's one of our final few questions uh is if you could go back and talk uh-huh. to your 15 year old self what would you say or what kind of advice would you give Honestly, if I could go back and talk to my 15-year-old self, what I would say is something along the lines of beauty standards are very temporary because, like, in Vancouver, do you know what was raining back then? It was the thigh gap. It was the era of the (laughs) thigh gap. And what I didn't understand was that in order for my body to get a thigh gap, I would have to be at a very unhealthy weight. Mm -hmm. See, I was eating significantly less. I just like you know I was doing things like measuring my waist I was doing the pencil test and like I was like you know I just wasn't as healthy as I could have been I was working out every single day I just don't like it's beyond me how I was able to eat like I was basically able to work out every single day have that energy but still like you know not be like I was eating things like the um the dry nutrient bars mm-hmm. like I wasn't like I wasn't really eating because I wanted to like achieve those desired beauty centers at the time and it's crazy how far we've come because now being thick is in rain so like you know all these things that people change their bodies for are very temporary and that's what i would like everybody watching to know they're like okay thin eyebrows might be into don't tattoo your eyebrows super thick like you know just be content and confident in yourself because beauty standards come and go but your confidence stays so instead of working on these beauty standards work on your confidence because like you know like your confidence, if you wear it on your face, it's so much more beautiful than being insecure like about like the things that you have. 
So yeah, be standards come and go, but your confidence will forever stay with you and they just serve you. Yeah, I, that is so important. Even I've been thinking about that a lot lately too, because like when I was in high school, I had the same issues. Like I had bodies, I like body issues. I had, I always thought I was just like, like I wasn't skinny and I always thought like, oh, I'm not skinny enough, blah, blah, blah. And now, and exactly. even the other day I was looking at pictures of myself from when I was 16 and I like was looking at these pictures. I'm like, how in the world did I think that I looked like ugly or whatever? Like, how did I think that? It beats me, right? Honestly, it's just like, I don't know what goes through our minds at those ages. But we are very, very, very imaginative. We imagine things that aren't there. And I remember I was taking this class and we learned about the ego and that basically kids who are like between the ages, I think 17, 13, 17, I think 12. Don't call me on that. But that's the age of like the ego, like them thinking that everyone's watching you, like they're on a spotlight. And I believe that's kind of like what it is. Like kids just think that everyone's watching, even though not really. Yeah. Not and really. It, yeah, I think it goes back to that whole people don't really care about those certain little things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's relevant. Um, so one fun question we like to ask is, what is your favorite social media platform, and why? Mm-hmm. Well. Okay, so my favorite social media platform, my favorite social media platforms, I'm going to split that up into two, is TikTok and Clubhouse right now. My favorite apps are these because the organic reach is substantial, like it's phenomenal, like literally, I was able to grow about 500 followers for just being on Clubhouse for like a day, and I say 500 followers, 500 followers in my niche like I was able to talk to people who are like in the spiritual realm and they're able to resonate with what I was saying so now I have authentic people like I've added authentic people into my community that's like you know growing and TikTok is amazing as well because the organic reach is amazing so um, the reason why these apps are doing so well because they connect people with their niches like these apps are for them for instance, if you're on TikTok, TikTok's going to show you a whole bunch of videos that are for you. Like, you know, it's specified for you. They have a for you page based on the things that you like and your interests. And that's kind of similar to Clubhouse, which is like a major networking app. I've ab- I was able to like connect with a lot of important people from like my favorite app curators probably follow me right now. I was able to speak to my favorite artists. I was able to speak to like doctors that went to Ivy League school who were willing to mentor me. Like, it's crazy the amount of people, the amount of interest that I have that are, like, available on the app. And I'm able to network with people within the things that I would like to, like, further myself on. It's just crazy. Like, it's beyond me. It's definitely going to be an amazing app for Clubhouse. It's definitely going to be an amazing year for Clubhouse as um, I think they're launching in 42 days, meaning to the public. And, like, everyone's going to finally get to see how amazing this app is because... It's just crazy. I just can't believe an app like this exists. And I was like, I was almost not going to get it because I thought I had too many social media apps. But um, the apps that actually promote organic reach are the best because unlike Instagram, these apps connect you with people who you want to be connected with. Like, you know, the people who at least have the same interests as you. 
And um, I use Instagram more like for like a portfolio as like I post pictures there. I engage with people there, but it's not a lot about the stuff in my niche just yet because I haven't dropped that content. But those are my two favorite apps, TikTok and Clubhouse. Yeah, that makes and sense. if you guys want to add me on there, right. Yeah, go ahead. Drop your name. Sorry, if you guys want to add me on there is... TikTok is Manifest Mami and my clubhouse is Golden Tokyo. Spelled just as you hear it, Tokyo the city. Oh, well, we'll put those in the description too so that people can just click them. Um, so Appreciate that they can you. follow you. Um, and yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's not really about how many followers you have. It's about how relevant they are and whether they're your right people. Or your right audience. Exactly, exactly. See, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so one last question we like to ask, and that is, do you have a favorite motiv- motivational quote that you'd like to share? I know that you shared sure. because you shared a lot of positive affirmations. So, I mean. <laughs> right. Thank you. Well, like, honestly, the ones that live rent-free in my mind right now, one of them is, within all of us, is the divine capability to manifest. That one's by Dwyer. And the next one is from a, one of my favorite artists. He actually tweeted this, so it's not really an official quote, <laughs> but I literally screenshotted that quote, and I added it to my laptop's um, vision board. Is He said, you, he said, that he said something along the lines of you are not going to change unless you are officially tired of your SH, like, you know, shh. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, you're, I just don't want to swear on here. Yeah, your stuff. stuff. <laughs> yes. Love that. You're like, you won't change your ways unless you're tired of your stuff. And honestly, it lives right in my head because sometimes I wake up late. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like, you know, let's get back to that. And then like, you know, that, that tweet lives rent free in my head as to why I consider it a motivational quote. But that was, that tweet was by Tori Lanes and the other one was by Dwyer. I, I could search up Dwyer's last name if you guys want to learn a little bit more about him. Let's see if I can quickly bring this up for you guys. Wayne Dyer. I said Dwyer. I kind of, that was a hybridization. Yeah. But within all of us is a divine capacity to manifest and trust all that we need and desire. Wayne Dyer. It's okay. really important and inspirational to me. Yeah, it is inspirational to everyone, I think. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for sharing those. No worries. Um, so, is there anything, and just that's all my questions. So, if there is anything else, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we kind of wrap up? I, we just shared mm-hmm. a lot. So, don't right, feel obligated to pull something else out of your brain if you don't want to. Right. No worries. Honestly, I just wanted to like share for like the last time that like everyone has the capability to do whatever you want. Like for instance, I get a lot of people like, I think like, cause I don't put that enough on my social media that I'm a student as well. But a lot of people hit me up and like, Oh, like I want to be an influencer like you, but I have no time and I'm a student. And like, you know, they're basically, when you say, but you're adding, the but yourself like nobody else put that but but you so that but is an excuse because if you go like i'm an influencer and i'm a student like you know you're going to start acting that way 
but I want to be an influencer, but I'm a student. You're basically telling yourself that you can't be an influencer. You can't be in the content creation realm because you are a student, which doesn't really have anything to do with it. Your motivation, your basically determination to be able to do these things, have everything in regards to what you're going to accomplish. So I just want to like let people know that it's hard, but it gets easier because you start being passionate about this. Like, you know, it's really fun. I really, really urge everybody to get into the things that they're passionate about because they're going to put a smile on your face and everyone needs to, like, we all need more people with smiles on their faces. But yeah, that's all I really wanted to share. I just wanted to thank you for reaching out to me again. I really enjoyed this conversation it was so fun and i just i watched some of your videos and they were like they're amazing they're so spot on thank you so much thank you so much and i really appreciate it. i know this uh this particular i know we had like some technical issues so it took a little longer right. than we normally do so i want to thank you also for hanging in there and of course sharing all of these amazing insights with me because it is a lot of this is very uplifting and positive and i think that's really what we all need to hear right now. Uh, so thank of you course, for taking the I time. Try. Thank you so much again. Like I'm so grateful to be able to have this conversation with you, especially with the platform that you guys have like, you know, put together. Like I know students are going to be like literally watching these videos and thinking, I, these are the videos I've been looking for this whole entire time. So I just wanted to say thank you again for even reaching out to me. It's like, I feel very honored. And I really hope that you just have a great rest of the quarantine, I guess, or lockdown. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I honestly don't even know. Like, I feel like we're going to be in here for a bit. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, definitely have a good rest of your day. And, you know, stay safe. Stay perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, bye. Okay, bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and you can catch me again in future episodes of the Student Influencers series as we talk to more inspiring students and hear their stories. Listen in to previous episodes, tips and advice on studying, writing, and learning English, and much more right here on the Homework Help Show Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Homework Help Global, on Twitter at Homework Help Inc., on Facebook at Homework Help Global or on LinkedIn at Homework Help International.